0: You may be seated. Thank you for your service. Give them a round of applause. Thank you, Archers, for all you do. And let us thank this choir, this praise team, this holy assembly here. And, Brother Richard, I don't know what you say about a guitar out of tune not good. I thought you sounded pretty good. Now, I know he's a perfectionist, and I'm glad he is, but I can't tell him. Amen. Now, I, I do know when a football team is out of tune, and I saw one of those yesterday. All right, well, let's hope and pray to get into the playoffs, okay? It was enough. Amen. Amen. Pray with me, please. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus and for the peace that he brings. May we discover in your word from Malachi that there is no justice, there's no justice without the peace of Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. amen, And amen. that we seek in the Black Lives Matter movement. It is more than just a slogan. It is more than just something that we say. No justice, no peace. It really is a concise way of saying all grievances. The grievances that we see of how whiteness how whiteness blinds and undergoes every single aspect of American life. From the redlining. Y'all know what redlining is. They, they, they took the, the real estate and they said, okay. And, and Sister is a real estate agent, right? We've got several real estate agents here. And they said, okay. Now in this section of town, Come folks who look like me and you can't live there. Amen. And we're going to jack up the housing prices because we're going to have covenants and all sorts of things so black folks can't live there. And if they can't, we're going to jack up their mortgage. Amen. Amen. To underfunded schools. Amen. We know that schools are based on the property tax and if the property taxes are high if the property is valued high in a certain community they're going to have the better schools Amen. All right. and what kind of communities do we live in because of redlining our communities are not valued mm-hmm. as much as the communities that other folks live in mm-hmm. now I don't even have to talk about law enforcement practices do I Okay, I will thank you. <laughs> Driving while black, Come and you know, I, at least I know, I know. Every time a cop gets behind me, I feel a little bit nervous. And I know, I know, I have told my son, my nephew, and every male I talk to, and I'm gonna do this in this church soon too, something I call the talk. I talk about what happens when you get stopped by the police. Amen. Keep your hands on the wheel. Yeah. Don't try to fuss with the cop, let's get out of this. We wanna get you out of this alive. Because over everything else we have no other recourse to chant and say it over and over and over again no justice for peace until it's understood that black lives matter too it doesn't mean that white lives don't matter it just means that what black lives matter I got it. You want to be against abortion? I got it. But once the child is born, they need a life too. Peace. Peace will not prevail until the systems of white privilege. That's everything from confederate symbols and we got a whole lot of Confederate symbols here in Jonesboro, don't we? Amen. Yeah, when I got a sign here, one of my friends said, oh yeah, you're going to Jonesboro. They got a whole lot of Confederate, Beep. there. I can't tell you the words she said, but it starts with Ness. From Confederate symbols to gerrymandering. And we saw some of this gerrymandering take place down at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago, did we not? When when they took this seat, this district that Lucy McBath was in and said, well, you know what? We need to tinker with it a little bit and make it a little bit more Republican. Uh The student loan debt. Okay. Mr. Biden, you need to repeal it. Yeah, you need to repeal it. You need to repeal student loan debt. So that way, folks can have an opportunity to get their finances right. Uh And then replace it by, let's not never ever lend people money to go to college again. There are other ways that folks can get money to go to college. Let's give people, let's give people $40,000 and you make the choice in terms of what you do with their education. To drug laws. You know the drug laws are not the same for white folks and black folks. Amen. Now y'all said, well, why he know all that just about drugs? I I I do and I don't. Marijuana, crack cocaine, regular cocaine. They know what we use, and the penalties are stiffer Amen. for the stuff we use. To the tax code itself. So most black folks make money by wages. You earn your money. Someone You work for someone and someone pays you. Uh-huh. Right. But a whole lot of wealthy folks and wealthy folks tend to be white. They make money from interests. They make money from money that they've already had someplace and they got it and now they're going to do invested and in, 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 in all those sorts of things. Now which is good which is fabulous, but it's not the way that most of us live. So the tax code is stacked against us. Until all of these policies and more are dismantled and replaced with policies of equity and inclusion, we're going to yell, no justice, no peace. Now, In the text that we'll study, and again, this is Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. So we go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And guess who we encounter in the New Testament? We encounter Jesus. Uh But we also encounter Jesus a whole lot in the Old Testament. And I'm going to show you right here in these verses from Malachi. Uh Malachi is a prophet. And Malachi is delivering two important messages. Now, here's the first message. God is not pleased with the injustices of the world. Thank you. God is not pleased with the injustices of the world. And that's just not for this prophet. That's even now. God is not pleased with the injustices of the world. And here's the second message he's sending. He's sending a messenger who's going to prepare the way for the Prince of Peace. He's sending a messenger to prepare the way for the Prince of Peace. Now that messenger is a fellow by the name of John the Baptist. Uh He's in the wilderness saying what? Prepare ye for the way of the Lord. Now, in this holiday season, where you know our attention can drift really quickly in the holiday season, can it not? Because we our attention may drift more for presence than peace. Presence than peace. What I got out of the tree, what Amazon getting ready to send me. What am I gonna get? Presence than peace. We gotta remember that Jesus was born. Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus was risen from the dead, and Jesus is coming again all to do this, to bring peace to a troubled world. But now here's the thing, here's the thing. We can't have justice without the peace of Jesus. Amen. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. uh, Because I I think I tricked you a little bit, okay? Because we can't power in no justice, no peace, right? It's the other way around. We gotta have the peace of Jesus to go get justice. Think about it. We gotta have the peace of Jesus to go get justice. Have you ever heard of a war ending without peace? Amen. Have you ever heard of being Forgiving someone without being at peace. The peace comes before the justice. And Jesus is here to give us peace so that we can have justice. Think about the Civil Rights Movement. What type of movement it was? It was a non-violent, peaceful movement. And because it was non and because it was peaceful, we got the justice. Amen. Didn't get enough of it, but we got justice. So we can holler no justice, no peace, but really it is we have to have the peace of Jesus thank you to get the justice. Uh-huh. And that's what Malachi is telling us. Now, Malachi also tells us, here we go, Malachi also tells us what justice will look like. In verse (laughs) 5, Malachi will also tell us what justice will look like. In verse 5, and I'm going to read this from the message translation. It says this. Goes out, goes in. That's okay. Yes, I am on my way to visit you with judgment. I will present compelling evidence. I will present compelling evidence against sorcerers, no, no. adulterers, liars. Those who exploit workers. Thank you, Thank you sister. Okay, now let me let me go back again. This is verse five. I'm on my way to visit you with judgment. I will present compelling evidence against sorcerers. Jesus comes in peace, he brings the peace, he brings, he gives us an opportunity to have peace and then he's going to drop the hammer. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that who? Jesus Christ is Lord. And Jesus will present compelling evidence. I know we get upset because people get away with injustice, but they won't. The liars that did that riot at the Capitol on January 6th, they're going to get theirs. Those folks who've been exploiting workers, paying them less than their wages, they're going to get theirs. Come on. Folks who take advantage of orphans. Folks who take advantage of widowers. Folks who are inhospitable to the homeless. And this does not mean just folks who are experiencing homelessness on the street. This also means people who come into this country who are aliens. Come on. They're gonna get theirs. And then everyone who does not honor God. Everyone who does not honor God. So the question I have for you this morning is a really brief one. And that question is this How will you fare when justice comes? How will you fare when justice comes? Because the verse is clear. Verse 5, go back and read it. It's clear. This is what justice will look like. This is how swift justice will come. Are you someone who exploits workers? Are you someone who's committed or committing adultery? Are you someone who lies? Are you someone who takes advantage of widowers? Are you someone who takes advantage of orphans? Are you someone who's inhospitable to the homeless and the aliens? Are uh, you someone who will not honor the Lord? Jesus brings the peace. The peace that passes all understanding. We must have peace. Because with peace comes justice. Now, there is a way to be on the right side of justice. Uh-huh. There is a way to have the peace that has escaped you in this life. Wow. Because, again, think about it. I know I, I kind of tricked you no justice, no peace, but it's the other way around. You can't have peace. You have to have peace before you have the justice. Wow. And the only, only way to get that peace is through Jesus Christ. We may try it a whole lot of different other ways. We may try it through our love of playing sports. We may try it through our love of going shopping. We may try it through drugs, we may try it through sex, we may try it through all sorts of other ways, and we may get what we think is peace, but we won't have any peace until we come to Jesus. So how do we do that? You do that by coming to Jesus and praying. So pray with me, please. Father, I'm a sinner. I am a sinner seeking your mercy. I'm a sinner seeking your peace. I'm a sinner seeking your justice. Lord, come into my heart. Save me. So I can become a servant for you. And it's in the name of the Prince of Peace, in the name of Jesus that I pray. Let's all say amen. Amen. Amen, Amen. And amen. amen. Now if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that simple prayer, you're saved. Because being saved, it's not some complicated thing. God is not trying to ask you to run through some hoops. And God does not want you to be perfect to be saved. Just as I am. That's how God wants you. But your salvation is still not complete. Because you're going to be under attack every single day. Because you made a decision to let Jesus be your choice. And 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 what the devil will try to do is take your peace away. And so many different ways. The devil will try to take your peace away because you're working on your sermon and you're working on all the slides that you want to show and all the good, the cool gadgets that you want to do. And then about 10 minutes before church time, you get ready to hand it over, everything blows up. Lord, trying to take your peace away. Lord, trying to take your peace away, cause you get tall, may get out of tune. Lord, trying to take your peace away. Not the Lord, I'm sorry, the devil, try to the devil trying to take your peace away. The devil's trying to take your peace away, cause you said, "Gosh, can this church ever get a break? We got a big mortgage to pay. We got a lot of things that we're struggling." Peace will come when we have grounding in the Lord. Doesn't mean everything's going to be hunky dory. The guitar will still get out of tune. Your, your slides and everything will blow up. We we'll still have to work our way out of this debt. But we can do it with the peace of the Lord. Because when we have peace, our minds are calm. When we have peace, our hearts are regulated. When we have peace, we can make better decisions, can we not? So that's why I'm saying peace comes first and then the justice. Come on, come on. So that's where greater St. Peter comes in in this whole struggle that we're gonna have now that you've made a decision to come to Jesus. I hope you can see by the announcements that we are building on the legacy that this church has already had in terms of having a robust offering of things that you can do Amen. to stay connected with us. Uh-huh. Almost every day of the week, and I believe almost every day of the week, we've got something that you can be connected to. Uh-huh. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, we have the devotional prayer line. Uh-huh. On Tuesdays, I drop a little thing on your phone with a devotional moment. Also, on Tuesday, we're going to have church school once again. Amen. Just dial the number and, and, and we'll be able to, 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 to hear folks, uh, us talk about the Lord and our, and our uh, faith quarterly. So I hope that you'll come join us to do that. Yeah, on Wednesdays, uh, I drop a podcast or two you can listen to. On Thursdays, we have Bible studies. On Fridays, I'll drop another podcast. On Saturdays, you get a call from me. So we're trying to give you, as we're in this environment right now where we can't really, really get together, some ways for you to stay connected with the greater St. Peter. And we'll conjure up more with your help. So in a few moments, I'm going to ask those folks here in the sanctuary to uh, give me your hand and guard your heart. However, I'm sure that we've got some folks looking online. Brooke Cochran the Cochran family, hello. Hope y'all are looking online. And others. And so if you're doing that, if you're looking online or you hear this later on the podcast or something like that, there's still a way to get connected to Greater St. Peter. So let me give you uh, my telephone number. Uh, My phone number is 608-358-1309. That's my real telephone number. 608-358-1309. You can leave me a text, you can leave me a voicemail, you can talk to me directly. I just want to talk to you about your faith. I want to have a conversation with you. I want you to help me explain why Georgia lost yesterday. (laughs) Brother Rudy said Alabama. He come in here dressed like the nine. I guess he's an Alabama man. (laughs) But just give me a call. And let's have a talk about your faith. (laughs) Let us stand for our benediction.